to the Lunar Z-Spire, the Steven Universe fan podcast. Today is episode 64. We'll be talking about the first episode of Steven's birthday bomb, The Answer. I'm Sophia. I'm GC13. I'm extremely amused. (laughs) Guys, the energy. Can you feel it? Oh my god, I can. It dragged me out of my sickness just for this. I told you, it's the best medicine. Steven Universe keeps my heart beating. Oh, good grief. The lore in this episode was fantastic. Yeah, there is a lot of lore, which I'm not super into. I'm sure you guys are going to get into it, and I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Dakota, it has to be sad that he can't come back until next week, because this is like going to be the week of the lore. I can I can feel it. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I want to know why Blue Diamond's Pearl was detailed when no one else was. It was very weird, because it looked like she was the kind of person who would like be passing information on to the rebels in secret, you know? Just from the way they had her acting, but no further comment about her so far. Yeah, it's pretty clear that she's going to be like a character that reoccurs at least once later, if not like consistently. Yes, absolutely. We have a confirmation for Blue Diamonds. Yeah. That's not that was never the important part of the Diamond Authority, but it is kinda good that we now know for sure that White Diamond, Pink Diamond, and Blue Diamond are not just titles that the fan is get fans have given, but like actually what they're called. Of course, Pink Diamond Theory is kind of in an interesting spot right now, I'm sure you'd agree. Yes, especially after INJQ's tweets, I'm kind of less sure about it than I was before. Like I said, I don't even I don't even know, because if she's not, if Rose Quartz herself is not Pink Diamond, then she was like the most important Pink Diamond follower there was, because we know Rose is important, and we know Pink Diamond, you know, got erased at around this time, probably a little earlier than than now, actually. But like, if she's not Pink Diamond herself, then that's then she's still close to the action. What I find, what I wasn't expecting the small group of rebels to be literally just two. Unless Rose and Pearl are just the ones doing all the heavy lifting. Well, Pearl's just that good. I mean, did you <laughs> no. see her smoke those two corpses <laughs> at once? She took out every single gem there. Rose made the big ruby into three yes. small ones. She did. She did unfuse the big ruby, but Pearl poofed all of those gems. But speaking of them fighting and being able to poof everyone... Wasn't Sapphire's concern that she was going to be, like, killed? But they didn't kill anyone. They were no, just no, no, no. Yeah. She was very clear that only their physical forms would be released. She even told Blue Diamond that she would see the, see her again on Homeworld, where she reformed. Oh, that's right, yeah. Then why is that a concern at all, then? It why is, does that build, like, any it's dramatic It's kind tension? of unsatisfying. It is. The, yeah. When you realize that this is, this is how Garnet started, because... You know, Ruby took her job as a bodyguard so seriously that she would risk everything just to prevent Sapphire from being like inconvenienced yeah. for a couple hours. Inconvenienced yeah. is exactly the word I would use. Yeah, that was a little bit, you know, over dramatic. It reminds me of um kind of in the Legend of Korra series where it was a kid's show, so they didn't want to just be like killing characters off in a war, so they ended up having the bending being lost as the equivalent of death. Oh, yeah, yeah. To try and, like, tone it down a little. And I think, like, Steven Universe is kind of doing the same thing. They don't want to be killing off characters because they want death to really mean something. 
it, like they want war to have some effect. I actually think Steven Universe as a show isn't necessarily afraid of killing off characters. I think it's more so that they just don't want like Pearl and Rose to be the ones doing that. True. Well, I think the thing is, it's not Game of Thrones. When it's when somebody <laughs> dies, they want it to mean something. They don't want it just to be part of the cosmic background radiation, you know? Exactly. And if Ruby was going to be shattered. And Ruby was just fine with that. I mean, she was distraught at first, and it's like... Why does it matter if they shatter me? Yeah, there's lots of me. Sounds very interesting. I mean, she's very philosophical about the whole thing, I think. It's funny how sapphires are so rare and rubies are so common when sapphires are literally just blue rubies. Well, they're both corundum. I think it's I think that's how you pronounce it. They have almost exactly the same chemical makeup except for very small impurities. Yeah, the impurities are the only difference. That is weird. And one's low-ranking, and one's like, oh, you touched her, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because all these gems are tall, except we got our midgets over here. I wish I wish we knew the gem types of each and every one of them, including the one that looks like Dr. Maheshwaran. Did you see her? Yes! That was interesting. Why? <laughs> one looks like Dr. Maheshwaran. I want to actually see the detailed version of the one with that wonky crescent moon hair. I mean, everyone's talking about the about Lapis being in the yes. flashback, but Dr. Maheshwaran is the one I want to know about. <laughs> it's no wonder that Connie is so good at fighting gem creatures. Her <laughs> own mother is a gem. I really do love that artistic choice for all of the background gems, drawing them in that really undetailed way because they're not important to, towards the story. I really, really appreciated that. Yeah, and I found it kind of interesting how Blue Diamond was voiced by Garnet, kind of how... um. It's, well, I guess, like, this sort of had to happen, but in Rose's Scabbard, when Rose was voiced by Pearl. Well, all of the non-crystal gems were voiced by Garnet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyone who Steven hadn't heard before, then, like, he couldn't fill in their voice in his head, so Garnet had to, like, take over. But yeah, Blue Diamond, big girl. I mean, yes. I haven't I haven't actually tried to get a good size estimate on her, but we're, we're talking, like, Alexandrite tier of height. I, I don't think that big. I mean... Keep in mind that we are comparing her to little tiny Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, but compare her to her Pearl, who appears to be, compared to Sapphire, about as tall as our Pearl. Uh, I think Alexandrite is only like four or five Pearls tall. Well, Alexandrite is massive. Yeah, I think she's, you know, it might be five or six, but... Maybe more of a Sardonyx. Hmm. I think. Yeah, that might be fair. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't checked her height. Maybe maybe I will by the time this episode goes up. But blue blue diamond's a big girl, and I saw some. Uh, there are actually a few people in the subreddit who are hypothesizing that the diamonds are just super fusions of all of the you know diamonds of that type. Yeah, I've seen them. Maybe they even split off to. So this is not even the blue super diamond. This is just you know a sub blue diamond sent off to take care of Earth. Okay, I'm looking at Blue Diamond right now. If Blue Diamond, she's sitting. If she were to stand, she'd be about six sapphires tall. Okay, so yeah, that's that's roughly Alexandrite's height. It could be reduced to um three garnets. I really like Blue Diamond's reveal, though. I oh yeah, like never too. getting to see her face and then just realizing how massive she is. That was really cool to me. Yes, I mean, I would like the same thing, Stephen has to be the one who sees the diamonds for the first time in full detail. Yeah, Alexandrite is about three and a half garnets. So, yeah, we're talking roughly Alexandrite's height, maybe a bit shorter. Looks fly, too. I love that. I love how she has that little th throne chamber that 
can seal itself off and <laughs> eventually scuttles a, away. Yes, and has the yeah. spider legs. That's a nice touch. I mean, t- can we call it the diamond mobile? Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> uh, you can do whatever your heart desires, GC. Then I really like the diamond mobile, and I would like to have one. We're still on the cloud arena. We are. Yeah, I mean, there's the entire end segment. I probably have the, like, controversial opinion, as is often the case, but that song at the end was just kind of corny to me. I don't know. I think it was cute. The problem with the song is how unsatisfying Ruby and Sapphire's romance really is. Yeah, yeah. I felt like this needed to be much, much longer. It's way too much of a whirlwind romance. I mean, I I could understand if... Ruby just felt duty-bound to protect Sapphire, and Sapphire refused to let Ruby go back, so they're just stuck down there, and, you know, they eventually learn to love each other later, but it's like, no, 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 they already love each other. Yeah, yeah, that actually says it perfectly, absolutely perfectly. If this was just a story of how they met and how they, like, started to become intimate, this would have been absolutely perfect. But then actually trying to, like, get them to the place, to the point of actually being in love in this one episode, it was a little bit too much. I guess, however, we could take this as an indication of how powerful an experience fusion is. That, that's the only thing that I can get out of this that makes it somewhat satisfying. Yeah, for sure. Because they were both really blown away by that fusion. Sapphire has never fused at all, and Ruby says that, you know, she's fused with other rubies all the time, but it's it's no different. She just feels herself getting stronger because it may be three rubies or however many rubies, but it's they're still just rubies. They all think the same. They're just bigger versions of themselves. Which I thought was nice confirmation. We always suspected that. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if that had been confirmed by, like, someone's tweets in the past, or if that was just, like, a strong suspicion we had for some it other reason. It was heavily implied in the guidebook, where they said that, well, if the gems are different, then the fusion is an amalgamation of their properties, or... Ah, uh, I gotcha. But it was never explicitly stated. And here we get Big Ruby! That does bring up the question, imagine gems like Pearl, who have broken away from what they're made to do, what if Pearl fused with another pearl would it kind of be an amalgamation and i mean it's already been guaranteed like basically confirmed that pearls are the only gems that are different but imagine now ruby and sapphire have now become different enough so would ruby if she went back and fused with other rubies would it be just a bigger ruby or would they have been developing differently enough in their different i think it would be a bigger ruby but i do think that the other ruby she fused with would no longer have that experience of just it being a bigger version of themselves of you know herself i think she would experience the two minds aspect of fusion a lot more than you know she otherwise would yeah that's my suspicion anyway yeah i'm thinking along the same lines Pearl, the, what happened to Pearl? She was an unholy terror. <laughs> Her terrifying renegade. That really makes me happy how Pearl just went rogue with Rose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just dual wielding like a boss. So anime. Yes. Oh. Speaking of anime, Sapphire's eye. <laughs> oh, oh so kawaii in that one shot. <laughs> Little anime sparkles in the background. Yeah, and how it made Ruby literally set the ground on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Garnet's design. Ooh, yeah, Cotton Candy Mom, we're calling her now. And I like how her outfit is kind of, like, torn a little, like it has holes in it. You know, because people have always been theorizing the more, you know, stable and human and normal a fusion looks, the more stable the relationship is. 
And then, you know, Matt Burnett comes in and he's like, we just do what looks cool. But I think this kind of like half fills that theory where the clothes reflect the stability of the fusion. Well, it's entirely possible that they're not doing it on purpose, but are still doing it anyway. Like Malachite, they have to represent a really monstrous relationship. Whereas with Garnet, I mean, she is her own person, really. And I mean, the original Garnet was a fusion between two strangers. Yeah, and then the really discordant outfit and hair. I love Which somehow hair. manages to look boss as heck. <laughs> I really like the idea of it, and I'm glad they did it. But I mean, just as a design, it's not really very appealing to me. Well, we'll, we'll probably never have to see this specific design again. Ooh, I would love to see Garnet's design evolution as she goes through her life. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because you just can't imagine her owning a battlefield like that. I mean, she did something to make Pearl scared of her. Well, Pearl was more sort of surprised, not scared. No, 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 not in this episode. In in when after the, during the rebellion, she, made, she Pearl learned that Garnet was a scary, scary gem, and to the point where in Secret Team, she and Amethyst are terrified that Garnet might find out that they did something bad. So she can't keep the flower child outfit forever. True, and I did like how Garnet seemed so naive and innocent. And, you know, not like her aloof self, how that kind of developed yeah. over time. I enjoyed seeing Pearl. Like, nowadays, she, like, defers to Garnet as leader and will readily admit that Garnet's, like, the strongest of the three. But, like, when she first sees Garnet, she's like, okay, that's weird, but I'm gonna kill it now. <laughs> <laughs> and now Garnet was scared of Pearl? Isn't that a thought? I mean, technically, we know Garnet's not more powerful than Jasper. And those are probably two Jaspers, given the coloration that we saw oh, yeah. on them. And Pearl just smoked them. Just nothing. I mean, they were they were running forward to fight her, and Pearl's like, lol, nope. That is a very, very good point, huh? So Pearl, Pearl's good with the swords, but she has never demonstrated this level of fighting prowess. What I'm curious about is we haven't seen a single gem summon a weapon. Yeah, it would have been a great time for them to do it. But the rubies are like, no, let's just use and punch stuff. Yeah, that's... and I mean, their weapon is a glove, assuming that all rubies have the same weapon. So it yeah. would just, it would be easier to summon. It would enhance their punch. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't even have to change their fighting style. So that is curious. Maybe it was just too much animation-wise, maybe. I mean, with the, with the animation style of that scene, we can always assume that they weren't being completely true to how everything happened. But, you know, in broad strokes, like, Pearl really did take everybody down pretty much solo. Yeah, and I mean, we don't even know how Rose took down the big ruby. She just sort of smirked, and then they were poofed. Like, she was unarmed. Was that well, with her showed, bare showed hands? They showed an animation like she hit him with the bear with the bubble somehow, I think. Maybe she just ripped them apart. That would have been interesting. <laughs> just like uh, Mr. Maheshwaran could uh, rip Stefania apart? No! <laughs> if anybody's seen that fan comic. I have seen that fan comic. Very I cute. knew you would. Save room for Jesus. So they get down, and they, they have their little song. I liked how they had Sapphire admiring the butterfly, and then when the frog eats it, or well, uh, tries to eat it, Ruby picks it up, and they're both just amused by the frog as well. I, I really like that. <laughs> they don't discriminate against predator or prey. Yeah, normally in a thing, people are like, oh, but no, it's like, oh, this is also magical to us. <laughs> yeah, save the butterfly. I, I don't know. I just really keyed in on that part. Whoever, whoever's, who, whosever idea it was to put that in, I appreciate it. It was very cute. They were both very cute. 
And of course, Rose coaching guarded into, no, 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 you're awesome. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> that was also kind of cheesy to me, particularly the line, like, the answer was love. Like, really? Really? Like, she asked Aww, a legitimate Ken. question. Well, that remember, remember that she was, Sapphire was humming, or I think it was Sapphire was humming the chorus to Stronger Than You. They both were. It's funny because when Jailbreak came out, people were like, oh, she, she saw the fight and she was, she was singing the song, you know, because she knew that she would sing it. Like, no, no, no. She, she knew that song from a long time ago. So they might have yeah. got it reversed. She was singing an old song with new words during her fight with Jasper. Maybe Garnet has just been singing the same song for all these years, for millennia, and she just updates the lyrics a little. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Okay, uh, we're not using telegraphs anymore. Gotta work smartphones in there. That explains why it's so catchy. Mm-hmm. Which is good. She was just happy when she didn't have to find a, find a rhyme for Messenger anymore. We should have done an episode all about Pink Diamond Theory on its own, because I, I could ramble a bit, because I'm still holding on to it for now. As, as, as I made, as I said earlier, I, I, I know Mr. Jones Cordy has said she's a Rose Quartz, and they made it pretty clear that the diamonds are, in fact, literal diamonds. You know, it's not just a title that either the gems or the fans give. Because we know from Friendship that the those colony ships, or at least that one, had the pink gems in there. So it was a quote unquote pink diamond ship. But we have in the we have in the Pyramid Temple Rose Quartz fighting, I believe it was Blue Diamond, who is currently, as of the answer, in charge of the Earth. Yeah, that is curious, because there definitely seems to be a pink diamond. Like, it'd be weird if there wasn't. But at the same time, Rose Quartz hasn't actually really shown any solid evidence that she is indeed Pink Diamond, but Pink Diamond disappeared after the war, so... What might have happened was, due to some whatever politics or whatever, the Diamond Authority turned on Pink Diamond... And that would be what the Wailing Stones were used to communicate. It wasn't a Crystal Gem Rebellion specifically, but a pink diamond, you know, component of the of a civil war between the Diamond Authority. Rose could have been her gem on Earth and fought against, apparently unsuccessfully, Blue Diamond's takeover of the planet. That, that's, where, that's where my head's at right now. Because we do have the statue of Pink Diamond, or, well, where Pink Diamond would be in the order, we, we don't know. Being destroyed, we have her stone icon being destroyed above the Cloud Arena. Yeah, that's interesting, since that is definitely the Cloud Arena where the uh, episode started. Wouldn't you think that they would have removed the Pink Diamond symbol? Yeah, they, they left it on the wall. They destroyed it on the where it's hanging over the arena itself, but they left it up on the wall. Well, where it's hanging over the arena looks more like just degradation over time. I don't know, maybe they're sticklers for tradition. I just, I just don't know. But if she's not Pink Diamond, then how did she and Pearl come to hang out? Hmm. Hmm. Well, it could be possible that Rose Quartz was just very high-ranking. Yeah, well, like I said, if she, if she were the Pink Diamond's gem on Earth, that would make sense. Like I said, I'm still holding on to some form of the Pink Diamond theory, but I am becoming more open to the idea that Rose Quartz herself was not Pink Diamond, just, you know, the important one on Earth. So many questions. <laughs> At least one answer. Love. Yeah. For every answer we get, we get many, many more. No, questions. we got we got a lot of answers in this one. The multiple the, the fusions of the same type we got. We got blue diamond, so we know that it's just color diamond. We got a lot out of this one. We did. We did. But as always, answers come with new questions. 
So I guess that is it. We will see you all tomorrow, where the episode will be Stephen's birthday. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. I'm Ken. You have anything you want to add, Ken? Leave us a review on Stitcher. <laughs> Later, kiddos! <laughs> Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.